0: Parallel on America's Haunted Highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.
1: What's up everybody, welcome back. You're looking at episode 81, or i rather you're probably listening to episode 81, unless you're watching us on YouTube. Uh Yeah, so impromptu episode, we were supposed to be doing a show with the three of us, Preston, Stephen, and I, and we were going to be covering a really great story that was submitted to us from a gentleman from the UK. But uh, unfortunately, Stephen called out um, ill, and so Preston and I are going to do a, a little impromptu show we're going to call Getting to Know You. <laughs> Getting to know
0: you. Getting to know all about me and Sean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we have a, we had a really great show with a lot of, uh, pretty cool content and, and also some follow up, uh, information submitted to us from another listener. But I really, really want Steven to be here for that. So Presto and I are going to do a lighter show tonight. And, uh, we're just going to hit each other with some icebreaker questions here. Random questions we're going to ask each other. And uh, just see where the road takes us. So, yeah. Yeah. So, what's new with you, man? Anything going on?
0: No, nothing much other than uh, the Jeffrey's uh, <laughs> yeah, they're clearancing a bunch of stuff out because they're going through like remodel. Yeah. So, she surprised me with a pop vinyl uh, keychain, a Mr. Me-6. Oh, cool. So, excited about that. And then I got a pair of uh, dress socks that are blue and green. The top part is a cow being sucked up by a UFO, and then the bottom part is just the cow in the field. So I got uh, some paranormal themed socks to wear to work now. Oh, yeah. I wonder if those
1: are the same ones I have, because I got a pair for Christmas, I think. Are they George brand? No, these were like Socket Toomey brand, but it sounds really familiar.
0: Hold on, baby. Let me shoot you a photo.
1: (laughs) Shoot me a funky photo. Hey, speaking of our significant others giving us really cool gifts, Shayla gave me the elusive Bigfoot pop vinyl figure. What? Yeah. Did I send you a picture of that? No. Well, hell, sharing is caring. Getting to know you. (laughs) Let me send you a picture of that real quick. This little dude's cool. He's actually carrying a stick with a flaming marshmallow on it <laughs> 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 that glows in the dark. And uh, he's i sub- I'm not I'm not a huge pop vinyl collector. Uh, I swore them off actually. But she got this one for me, and he's a hard to find uh, character. About as hard to find as a real life Bigfoot. But I'm super fucking stoked about that. I will probably buy a protective box to keep it in actually. Ooh, and I do have a... Oh, my. I like that. <laughs> those are not the same socks I have, but those are pretty great. <laughs>
0: um, another gift that keeps on giving. So I, I got a guy at Lodge uh, whose uh, son, um, you know, took El Cardo and uh, uh, went insane at the vape shop. <laughs> And uh, bought a whole bunch of shit, and so the guy was like, uh, hey, I know you vape, and uh, so he's like, here's a bag of goodies, because um, my kid moved out, and I don't, you know, I don't want it anymore, so like, Merry Christmas, here you go. Oh, wow. And there was a, a bunch of juice in there, and one of them is a, it's called the Clown Series, and so it's like uh very like carnival themed, uh, like Laffy Taffy Caramel apples and, you know, very sweet juices, but they're all called, you know, clown juice. And then, you know, they'll have like a, like a, a like drippy and like weird names. And one of them is Pennywise. And so I do have a Pennywise <laughs> bottle of uh, vape juice. Hell yeah. What's it taste like? Blood and sewer water? Um Yeah. You know, it's a watermelon, sour apple and something else. So, you know, huh. that's awesome.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well uh Shayla and I just got back from Kansas City this morning and we went and ran um what I think maybe you and I's favorite obstacle course race, that 5K called the Yeti. Yeah. Uh Extreme Timber Challenge. And if anybody's in the Kansas City area, and when I say in, I mean like three, four hours outside of it, if you're into running 5Ks or obstacle courses, OCRs, you really ought to get over there and check out uh, KC Zip Line or KC Zip rather. They do a series of uh, runs called the Timber Challenges. And we just ran the winter-themed one, which is appropriate for you and I, presto, because it is called the Yeti. And it's a little 5K obstacle course race every January, the last weekend of January. Yeah. And uh, the medals this year, I'll post a picture of them. Um, they're pretty cool because they actually have Bigfoots on them. Bigfoot is their, uh kind of their formal um mascot for that series of races. But it was crazy because we finished, I think we finished almost last because we got there so late. The GPS took us on like an extra half hour detour around the highway. And so we got there super late and got started way late. So when we got across the finish line, uh I went over to the table where they had the the medals they were handing out, and there was just one medal left, but there was four of us. So I asked the girl if they had more, and Shayla's looked more like an actual Yeti, like kind of a more robust, thicker um, Yeti. White, shaggy and, fur? Well, it didn't really have much fur definition on it, but mm-hmm. um, when the girl came out of the uh, merchandise trailer. She had three more medals for um, our friends Aaron and Mitchell and myself, but they were taller and slimmer looking Bigfoot. So and inadvertently, we got two separate medals that I thought was pretty badass one Hell Bigfoot yeah. and one Yeti. So yeah, it was a badass race. And dude, I took the biggest fall I've ever taken in my entire <laughs> life. We've been running, we've been running races for what like six, seven years now. Yeah. I've probably ran well over 50 OCRs. And uh, they didn't have the monkey bars this time, but they had a series of like those, uh, those jungle gym rings with chains on them that you can kind of Ugh. swing back and forth on. And they had two, two lines of those that were probably about seven or eight, maybe nine rings long. And the idea is you grab one and just swing from one to one to one. And like it's cold as shit outside. It's icy. All the rings are like hardcore plastic, probably like a polycarbonate or polymer. And I got up there and I got to the third ring and the guy told us, you know, make sure you don't, don't hang, just use momentum. So I was trying to just spider man my way through it. And I grabbed that third ring and my hand behind me slipped. And so I fell probably a good six feet. and just right. <laughs> like baseball slid because it was going downhill and busted up my knee and my calf is sore as shit. And my hip hurts. And, uh, my left side of my neck hurts, but, uh, it didn't hurt. Luckily I just, uh, let the, the breath out right as I hit the ground. So it knocked the wind out of me, but who boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hurt like a son of a gun, but anywho, I think, uh, oh shit. I was going to tell you, um, okay. Hey, let's, let's let this lead into our first icebreaker question. Presto. Okay. So I, we stopped on our way at the Matfield green, um, turnpike stop. And they have a Dunkin Donuts there. And so the four of us walk up to the counter and the lady at the Dunkin Donuts thing, she asked me. She's like, "Oh, hey, are you guys uh doing that plunge today?" And I thought she's talking Polar Plunge. And I was like, oh, no, you know, we're not actually doing the Polar Plunge, um, unfortunately, but we are on our way to Kansas City. And she's like, yeah, yeah, to that that race. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we're heading to the race. Um, It's called the KC Timber Challenge, and it's going to be an obstacle course race out in the snow in the wilderness. And she's like, yeah, there was a girl here before you about uh, 10 minutes ago. She had a shirt on, and it said KC Timber on it or something, and it had a great big uh, gorilla face on it. And I cut her off, and I was like, well, actually, it's a, it's a Bigfoot. She's like, she's like, what? I said, well, I guess technically it's not a Bigfoot. It'd be a Yeti in this case because Yetis typically are known to be in colder climates, such as snowy regions in the Himalayas and a Bigfoot. And then I'm going on and she's looking at me and her eyes are glazing over and I kind of just trailed off my words. And I was like, yeah, anyway, I'll take a uh, old fashioned with lemon, please. (laughs) But it was just great because this lady could have given two shits less about what I had to say about Bigfoots and Yetis. But uh, I was going to ask you, man, what is the weirdest or most awkward thing or situation you've been in when you told somebody you were into the paranormal?
0: Um, I I think it is like, so we have a a guy at lodge who, uh, whose daughter was seeing shadow people or like shadowy uh, figures. Uh huh. And uh, somebody had said, hey, um, you know, Jason and uh, Preston, the, you know, they have a, like a little paranormal team that they do. Why don't you go ask them? And um, he's not like super religious, but, uh-huh. uh, you know, he's more religious than some. So he he kind of like embarrassingly came up to us and was like, um, so I, I get the situation in my house and I'm like, okay and you know he filled me in and so then like Jason just fucking starts filling him in with facts and just like blah, blah, blah. And the guy's like, I'm going to stop you right there because I don't believe in any of this shit.
1: And both of you sound crazy right now. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> So you had a decent chance of maybe getting over there. And then your brother just came out, went full yeah. on fucking race stance on him, huh? Yeah.
0: <laughs> He's like, well, uh, this one time, I've see, I've had a shadow person in my house. And I'm just like,
1: uh, shut up. Just let me handle this. And, yeah, you and never was- go full crazy on first, <laughs> first impressions, Jason. And damn it! <laughs> oh, that's hilarious, dude. That's awesome. I had that happen too recently um, at work. And again, like we don't really say about we we keep our work and our personal life separate. But mm-hmm. where I work, I had a gentleman come in, and um, through casual conversation, he led on that he was a really big history buff. And I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I enjoy history as well. And he's like, yeah, you know, one of my favorite things to study right now is um, Benjamin Franklin. And he goes on to talk about just random facts about Ben Franklin and most of them I had no idea about. And then like I'm starting to think like, well, Ben Franklin, like he was known to possibly be actually a pretty prolific pedophile. And he was also really big into like, you know, orgies and all this weird stuff. And I wasn't I wouldn't ever say that. Um, But I'm like, well, did you happen to know that Benjamin Franklin also was maybe the main reason why we have the actual folklore of the jersey devil of the pine barrens <laughs> and he looked at me and you could tell he was kind of like perturbed but he couldn't help but say uh go on <laughs> and it was like the two days after we recorded that episode about the jersey devil so i kind of gave him just a long and a short of it uh the pamphlet wars and all that kind of stuff and Luckily, I'm like, this guy's going to think I'm a crazy nut job. But he's like, I am going home and I am going to get on the internet and I'm going to fact check all of that and hopefully get a lot more details because that sounds very intriguing. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't help but think, oh, thank goodness. And uh, I didn't plug the show or anything because I kind of keep those two things very separate from each other. But, yeah, it's always, it's always funny whenever you let on that you're into that kind of stuff in circles of people who are not – driven towards uh the paranormal and then the unusual and shit like that
0: or it goes the other way and like that person that you're talking to is like you know 40 times more batshit crazy than you are with it oh and yes you're just like uh yeah i'm gonna go this way now it's fun talking to you I'm so like, oh, yeah, uh, uh, my you phone's
1: know. ringing <laughs> yeah, you can go murder your chicken and I'm going to go over here. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many varying levels. I, uh, I thought I scared somebody off once we were at a Christmas party, um, two Christmases ago. And it was one of those deals where it was, um, for my wife's like, kind of like her work Christmas party. And I know most of her coworkers and stuff. And, uh, one of the, one of the stylists that she works with, his name's Jonathan. And he's a buddy of uh, both of ours now. Cause I've got to know him pretty well. And, um, his boyfriend at the time, Ryan, was standing there, and he and I were kind of, Ryan and I were kind of on the outskirts, and everybody else was kind of like in the thick of it talking about work stuff and everything. And he's just like, man, something, something, something Christmas. You know, I wonder where, uh, I wonder why Santa Claus wears that big red and white, uh, <laughs> robe. Cause we had a Santa Claus, uh, you know, somebody had paid a Santa Claus to come to this apartment we were having the party at and take photos with everybody. And I looked at him and I was like, you really want to know? And he's like, Yeah, I'd love to. It's like, all right, man. We'll check it out. And I went on like this oral diarrhea of like, <laughs> Well, first of all, you have the Anamita mascara mushroom, right? Blah, blah, blah. Reindeer piss. Blah, blah, blah. Mushrooms. Blah, blah, blah. Eskimos getting high as shit. Uh, reindeer is drinking their pee. And I went, I mean, I went full, full nut job. And luckily, he didn't run away screaming, but I could tell he's like, Jesus, who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> But in the end, I think he walked away knowing more than he did, at least. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's awesome. Well, do you wanna you wanna go next? You wanna hit me with something?
0: Yeah, I'll hit you with the uh, the simple one first, and that's uh, so I know you're a big, you know, well, both of us are a Bigfoot fanatic, so I think like our number one cryptid um, is going to be Bigfoot but i want to know other than bigfoot what is the like what is your next top cryptid and do you think it's possible that we could find it
1: that's funny cuz that's the next question i was going to ask you <laughs> <laughs> so you know what like i was thinking about that as i was going to like write down questions to ask you as well i think like outside of bigfoot cuz bigfoot to me might be the most logical or the most um, plausible of the Mm -hmm. cryptids to find, you know, next to maybe the Loch Ness monster, but I think like I'm torn, I'm torn between two. And I think either Mothman, Mothman's always my Mm go-to because I just, I love the story because of Indrid Cold and I love the story of like the sightings and just, you know, that's one of my, my all-time favorites, I think outside of Bigfoot. But I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a curveball, and I would say if you would give me the Kentucky Helico- uh, Kelly Hopkinville goblins, mm-hmm. those are the ones I want to find if they are truly out there or not, and those would be my number two cryptid. I think. Yeah, yeah. Because there's that documentary that we're gonna get to in a couple weeks called Hell Year, and it's a, it's a further like modern. Um, expansion on that lore and that event and possibly goes into more events just like it with those guys. And, um, if you guys don't remember the Kelly Hopkinsville goblins has to do with that Sutton family farm in, um, that part of Kentucky where one night, uh, several people at the house said they were, uh, besieged by little short, like three foot tall pointy eared, uh, goblins that look like a combination between like Dobby, the house elf, and then your classic gray alien. Mm-hmm. I want to know what the fuck happened that night, and I want to know if those things are really out there. Because, again, back then in that time period, like, you had to have some real cojones to go public and say you saw something amidst all that, like, you know, Cold War propaganda and mass hysteria and shit like that. I want to know more about that. That's the one I want. Yeah. So what about you? What would yours be?
0: So my, my other two would either be like the uh, cat skill gnomes or like any gnomes <laughs> in, in, in general. So I think that like, mm-hmm. you know, people who use uh, psychedelics, they all report seeing um, gnomes or dwarfs. Um, yeah. And um, and then, you know, like um, Henry Hudson's encounter with the cat skill gnomes, um, that that just really fascinates me. And, um, you know, and the... And, Mexico, they're called the Duendis. And, uh-huh. uh, I mean, there's so much folklore and I'm a big, like, folk artist nut, folklore nut, and there's so much folklore around about these little diminutive beings that, uh, for me, like, that's my, my next go-to. And then past that, um, I'm going to have to say like, uh, like a dog man or wolf man. Um, you know, like, uh, what's, uh, these little upright dog-like creatures, you know, or the native American shamans that took the dark arts a little bit too far as an actual cryptid or people just batshit crazy. Like I I think
1: one of those that, you know, that'd be my next one. Oh yeah. Now would you, would you say that the, the dog man, would be the same thing as a skinwalker or do you classify those as two different things?
0: Yeah, uh, you know, I'm really leaning toward um I'm I'm really leaning toward that being like a uh, skinwalker. So, Yeah, okay. I don't really yeah. think it's a separate like its own cryptid like I don't think there's an actual um you know, like weird dog thing on two legs walking around like some weird like Bigfoot dog thing. I think mm-hmm. it's, uh has to do something more with, like, the dark arts that most people don't believe in, So Right. Hell
1: Shamanism yeah. gone wrong. <laughs> you know, um, I really – I wish that we can get to a – I hope we can get to a point where we can start taking, you know, semi-regular paranormal road trips because I would love to get you and myself in a car and, and you know, throw Steven in there and uh, – check out some of these big hot spots because we were close when Steven and I and Corey went down to Kentucky to see Rob for the pixelated for a purpose, um, game We were not too far away, a couple hours away, hour away from Kelly Hopkinsville and that whole thing. And I guess there's a museum there and we were going to go there, but it was closed for the season or for remodeling or something. And I really want to get a series of like legitimate. I bought this shirt from this place. Um, you know, cryptid t-shirt collection. And I was really hoping that the Kelly Hopkinsville (laughs) goblins were going to be my very first one. And uh, unfortunately it didn't, didn't work out that way because we couldn't go, but I really hope that we get to a point where we can start doing that. Cause I'd love to just throw you guys in a car and go down to the Mothman museum and all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. We talked about that, uh, you know, with the kids trying to make like a memorable family vacations. And we always talk about how like, you know, everybody goes to, like, the, you know, the St. Louis Arch or, like, you know, they'll go to Kansas City and go to the little Lego Museum and things like that. And I really want to make this impression on my children's lives. And so I thought, mm-hmm. what better way than uh, to start going to, like, Area 51. <laughs> like, come on, kids. <laughs> to
1: Roswell this spring break. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. What the I, fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I would dream about that when I was little. Like, oh, you know, I've been to Branson three or four times. I've seen... You know, the Grand Old Opry and all that kind of stuff. Let's go to Area 51. I want to go to Roswell. And we never got to for whatever reason, you know, here and there. But that was always something I would do um, on vacations, no matter where we went. We'd stop at little, you know, gift shops and stuff like that. And um, I would go straight towards their books and try to find, like, you know, spooky books. And I've actually got somewhere on my bookshelf right here my little uh, pixelated paranormal library – I've got this book called world's best true UFO stories by Jenny Randall's and Peter a Howe. and shit. How old is this book? This is from 1994 and, um, not to make this a, a, an exclusive Kelly Hopkinsville, uh, episode, but that's where I first read about that case was back in 1994 yeah. in that book. But, um, you and I we were actually going to start that tradition because in April, we're going to take a little road trip up to Omaha yeah. And um we want to give a big shout out to uh Big Dobbs because we're actually gonna he's invited us up there for a weekend um to just to come visit, finally get to meet in person. Um we're hoping to get a chance to go check out the Museum of Shadows while we're up there. And there's a big um beard competition coming up there, and I believe it's called Rock Your Beard Off. Let me double check out. Uh, and I'll get you guys the info here. Yeah, April 13th, rock your beard off and we're going to be plugging this probably every single episode from here until after it happens. Um it's going to be put on by the Omaha Facial Hair Society and it's going to be a beard and mustache competition on Saturday the 13th. But yeah, dude, we're going to we're going to kick it off and we're going to do the uh the first uh, paranormal road trip, man. Hopefully get to check out that Museum of Shadows and Should I rock us. the Abe Lincoln for that event? <laughs> You know what, like Shayla and I were talking and she's like, you know, if you're going to one of these things, we might as well just kind of clean you up and and kind of plan uh, what you want to have by that time. And shit, if they've got like an amateur uh, level or a drop in, we might as well throw our names in the hat, dude. Fuck yeah. So yeah, grow it out. Shape it up. Let's do it. I think I'll do the Abe Lincoln. Old Honest Abe. Oh <laughs> yeah, there you go. I will go for the uh what would you call that? The city lumberjack. <laughs> <laughs> the modern lumberjack. But or yeah, Rocky we can't Pretty uh, Freddy mercury. I mean, that's true too. <laughs> 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 that's true too. But yeah, we're super stoked about that. We really can't wait and uh, hopefully we can catch up with maybe Rob Bones and some of the other folks up there and uh in Omaha in that area. But yeah, it's going to be pretty badass. I'm excited for that. Well, let me see what I got here for the third, third question. Scratch off that one because mine's
0: going to tie. My last question is going to tie back into uh, the
1: uh, Hop- Hopkinsville uh, goblins. Oh, sweet. Okay, cool. Okay, so another one I wanted to know about. Have you ever, have you ever personally experienced the, um, I, I guess you'd call it a phenomenon, the marble dropping phenomenon. The, the, the marble that? drop I've heard about it on countless paranormal um podcasts I've heard about it on I, I've seen it on different ghost story shows on like travel channel and and all of those It's as simple as it sounds. You're by yourself in your house um, there's no music playing the TV's turned off whatever and you just randomly hear what sounds like a marble dropping from a high area onto like a hard floor. And you know that sound, it's like tick, 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 tick. tick. Yeah, yeah. And then it kind of like rolls. I had never heard that sound ever in my entire life, but I'd heard about it for years. And two summers ago, I was painting the living room, I think. Shayla was at work. Um, I just had a random Saturday off, and both the cat and the dog were asleep on the couch. And I was painting the living room, and out of nowhere, it sounded like in the wall, or in the hallway which is carpeted it sounded like someone dropped a glass marble from like the ceiling because it was like tap 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 tap, tap, tap. and then you heard like that near like is it like you know bouncing real short and rolling at the same time so do that sometime guys drop a just drop a glass marble or an old fashioned marble on like a hard surface like a wood floor or like your tile and it makes just you know very <laughs> very obvious sound but yeah, have you ever heard that or experienced that yourself? Uh, no. I, I, well,
0: I've I've heard of uh, something similar in like Poltergeist experiences, where like it'll sound like somebody's dropping rocks in between the walls. Okay. So so like if you imagine like somebody's up in your attic and they can look down to where like you know the two pieces of drywall meet that space, Mm -hmm. like somebody's dropping, um, like rocks or something down there. And so people would press their ears up against walls and then, you know, they would hear that weird kind of gravelly sound. Um, but I've never heard, you know, of the marble and no, um, I've never experienced that. Like the closest thing I could say that I've experienced is like, you know, like when I was a kid and I would be downstairs watching TV, Mm -hmm. the, the stairwell that would go to the upper, upper part of our house to the bedrooms um it would sound like somebody was walking across the floors like you could hear the the wood shift and then um from where i would always sit and watch tv you could kind of see like sh- you know like shadows moving in that hallway in between the two bedrooms uh-huh and I would always tell my mom, like mom, somebody's upstairs walking and she would always just make it the excuse of, you know, the, the wind is, you know, just kind of shaking the house or the foundations, just kind of sh- settling and that's what's right. causing that. But I'm like, yeah, but mom, there's like a shadow and she's like, oh no, honey, you're just, you're letting your imagination run wild. And, uh, this one house that I rented when I was younger, um, had, uh, it was like a 1950s bungalow and I woke up one night and there was like a, I don't know, like a, childlike size shadow figure standing in the doorway and... Throwing marbles at you? No, well, when it, when, I, <laughs> when I noticed it, like, it kind of had that oh, shit moment. Ooh. Like, it got caught, and then it, like, took off down the hallway, and you could actually hear, like, somebody running down the hallway, like, on the wood floors, and it woke everybody in the oh, house shit. up. Oh, shit, yeah. But Oof. as
1: far as, like, somebody
0: dropping a marble and be like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. No, i never
1: had that, so... Well, I found a little description of this um, while you were talking here. I knew I had it somewhere. This article online says, have you ever had this? It's the middle of the night or in the middle of the day. Suddenly you hear marbles being dropped on your ceiling. The sound may annoy, frighten, or even make you bulge. Wait. (laughs) Bulge? You know, uh, different strokes for different folks. Um, However, the sensitive ones, or if you're alone at home, you may think the neighbors above might not be teaching their kids how to play marbles that well at one in the morning. Almost all of us instead would feel fear. Are there marbles dropping? There's many speculations. Why are kids playing marbles in the middle of the night? When you go up and try to confront your neighbor, the next day you realize that either they're all elderly folks or that no children are there at all. Or you don't have neighbors. It's really human beings playing, wait, is it really human beings playing those marbles? Is my house haunted? Is the unit above mine haunted? Some speculate that, some will speculate that the marbles are being placed between the floors for supernaturals to play with. And not just, oh, that's fucking stupid. (laughs) You know what? This article might be a bust. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind, guys. There is not a good explanation. No, I was talking to someone before, and they mentioned that it actually could be something very, very simple. A lot of times when people were building houses and they were putting like a second floor or they were putting like a ceiling on or something like that, they wanted to make sure that the ceiling was flat. So they would place marbles on the sheetrock, or they'd place marbles between two boards perhaps if they were like, you know, building a really reinforced joist or something like that, and they'd roll the marble. But depending where you were at in the development of the house, it might not be easy to get back up there and grab a marble. So in fact, there may very well be a lot of older houses that have just random marbles like up in the walls, and then randomly a uh, foundation shifts and the marble could just fall and then land on the flat uh, wood between your walls. Hmm. But other people science. say, <laughs> right? But uh, other people say that no, like they've gone as far as to like tear out the wall they heard the sound coming from, never to find a marble at all. And a lot of people claim, like, if you drop a marble between two pieces of sheetrock, you'd think you'd hear it drop and then like bounce up and hit the wall. And a lot of people claim that it's not the sound of something bouncing around between, like the like a ping uh, a pinball but it's more or less just the sound of it being dropped straight down and bouncing straight up and down. Just tap, 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 tap. tap, tap. Mm. Yep. Interesting. Indeed. Well, let me ask you one more short one here real quick, and then we can get on with yours and we'll probably get out of here uh, right after that. But um, outside of paranormal, paranormal or non paranormal, what is the single scariest thing you've ever experienced? doesn't have to be a ghost. doesn't have to be a shadow person. Um, you don't have to answer even if it's embarrassing or whatever. Don't even answer. But if you want, what is the scariest thing you've ever experienced? Sheer fear. Um, You know, I don't know how
0: old I was. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I'm going to go with like, I don't know, like 12, 11, 13, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. And uh, the uh, Dylans at Augusta, when you could s- still, you know, rent videotapes. Um, they had like their dollar night. And so dad let me rent all these horror movies. <laughs> it was Wednesday nights, weren't they? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> and, uh, I, I got this one that, uh, took place in like outer space and, um, totally not kid appropriate, but I'm like, uh, no, fuck it. I'm going to watch it anyways. Fuck. Dad yeah. Dad didn't care. And, um, I just remember, like, oh, my God, like, this is, like, totally freaking me out. And uh, so I'm just going to shut this off and tell Dad that I'm tired I'm just going to bed. Yeah. And um, so I'm, I go upstairs. I'm, like, laying in my bed trying to fall asleep. And um, I kept feeling something, like, tugging at my blankets. And so I would just, like, kind of roll over. And then, like, the other side of the blanket would kind of tug. And so finally I'm just, like, laying on my back. And I have, like, the sheath pulled up over my head. Uh And I finally start to fall asleep. Like I'm getting really drowsy, but like there's this really heavy vibrating noise and like I can hear like this just buzzing. And when I open my eyes, my face is like literally two inches away from the ceiling fan as the ceiling fans like spinning around. And then huh. when I was like, oh, my God, it's like somebody had slammed me back down into the bed. And like you hear like the springs and my body's just kind of bouncing for a second. And I like just turned white, bolted up and went back downstairs. And my dad's like, what's wrong? I'm
1: like, I just can't sleep right now. <laughs> Holy shit, man. That's insane. I don't know yeah. if you ever told me that or not. Yeah. You, so, do you think you you think you really levitated out of the bed like Ghostbusters style, or do you think it was astral projection? I'm going to go with like astral projection
0: because you know when I was a kid, I thought you know there's probably like a giant fucking demon in the bedroom and it was like trying to like <laughs> mean like slam me into the bed. But you yeah. start actually like doing research on a, astral projection and like uh, out of body experiences um, that that vibration sensation or that heavy buzzing noise is very indicative of being out of your body. And then, you know, once you kind of scare yourself awake mm-hmm. and that feeling of being slammed back down was more likely me just going back into my body. And that's why my, like my body felt like it thudded against the bed because I actually projected back into it.
1: Wow. Yeah. It could have been. Yeah. And that, that all ties into the whole like uh sleep paralysis and everything else. So yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Huh, what, huh, what's huh. yours, Boo? What's your scariest? Turn <clears throat> you know, on? mine. Unfortunately, mine's a little more just uh, terrestrial than that. Um, we've we've talked about like haunted houses and like my apartment had some weird shit going on and everything else. We've shared, you know, personal stories. the sc- The scariest thing that's ever happened to me that truly like had me fear for my entire life and my life flash before my eyes. Shayla and I live about two blocks away from a shopping mall here in Wichita. Um and we decide like we go walking late at night. We go on a lot of walks in the summer, in the spring, in the fall, and it was like July July first or July second. And we decided one night at like nine o'clock we we're gonna walk to Dick's Sporting Goods because it stayed open till ten, because we were both wanting to get some new shoes and we're like, Oh, you know what the hell? It's like a Sunday night or a Monday night or whatever. Let's just walk over there real quick. And there was supposed to be rain in the forecast, but the actual um, radar looked pretty clear. And so we walked from our house to Dick's and it's like maybe like a 10 minute walk. And we go in and we start looking around. And then as we are getting ready to leave, it's probably about nine thirty. 30. Um, you just hear this, terrible storm raging outside like lights are flickering inside and anytime somebody comes in the front door of dicks like a straight line wind blows through the door it's knocking over like dummies that have you know like like fashion dummies mannequins some might call them (laughs) stuff is randomly blowing off of uh the racks and shit like that and we're getting nervous and the storm is so bad outside for about five minutes they will not let anybody leave the store and I mean, you could if you wanted to, but they were standing there, like, trying to convince people, like, please stay inside. And there's, like, cloud to ground lightning you could see, like, not too far off. Like, it was really fucking crazy. And it gets to the point where I'm like, you know, our dog is probably losing her mind because Luna does not do very good in a storm. And plus, I'm like, oh shit, my computer's still on. I need to go inside and, you know, maybe unplug my computer because, you know, my Xbox had already fried by this point, I think. Um, from a storm. And so we go out and we stand in the doorway, like the atrium and we're staring outside and the storm seems to kind of die down and it's just barely sprinkling, just misting. I thought, okay, well, what the hell? I will just run from my house to, or, you know, from Dick's to our house. It's less than a quarter mile. I will just run, get the car, come back and pick Shayla up. I didn't want her to go out there with me in case something happened. And as soon as I step out from under the awning into the parking lot, it's just boom, downpour, lightning, thunder, and everything else. So, like, I get like three steps, I turn around, and run back under the awning, and the rain lets up. And I'm like, well, okay, sorry, that was just, you know, just a one time thing. Get about 10 feet away, starts pouring down rain. I run back. It's like a cartoon. It's like Donald Duck and this fucking, like, rain cloud above his head. So finally, I said, screw it. It's not that far. I'm just going to run. So I take off running as fast, like a dead sprint. And I don't know if lightning struck near me or if it was just low, like cloud to cloud lightning. But there was this clap of lightning and thunder that was so loud, like deafening. Like when it hit, I got the Oz effect and couldn't hear anything. Everything was quiet. My ears were ringing. And it lit up the entire parking lot like it was brighter than the sunniest day outside. And in that very moment, I felt this – the only way to describe it is like lizard brain primitive fear. I just felt this weird like hot molten lava like just go straight into my bowels. And it was just sudden like all I could think of is I got to get somewhere safe. But like the thought wasn't even a collective thought. It was more or less just like fear, like danger, danger. And so I just ran as fucking hard and as fast as I could to my house and I made it. But in that one solitary second, I think I felt like this primitive caveman lizard fear. And I, you know, I luckily didn't shit my pants, but uh, I think I might have been pretty close. (laughs) But, yeah, that was the scariest thing that's ever happened to me, and I still think about it from now. Like, when I go outside and there's a storm, I still get this weird, like, gut sense of, like, you should go inside.
0: We actually, uh, uh, when I was a kid, uh, we had uh, a bunch of trees in the backyard. Like, our backyard was full of these, like, giant trees. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, there was one that was right next to my bedroom window, and we were having a bad thunderstorm. And uh, it really sounded like an atomic bomb had went off, and like yeah, the bedroom was just filled full of this bright white light, and mm-hmm. the the boom was so loud that it actually cracked not only my bedroom window but the kitchen window. And oh the wow! Next morning when we went outside, that tree right next to my bedroom window was split right down the middle. Oh shit! And Dad's
1: like, well, guess we don't got a tree anymore. <laughs> right. Just common dad thoughts. Oh, ain't got a tree no more. <laughs> um Shayla and I saw that happen once. And that might be the second scariest thing. We were on the front porch and there was like a really bad thunderstorm. And normally she and I are like on the front porch watching, you know, lightning and stuff like that. But that's when we, we do it in Kansas. That's it. Um When we moved in, I was talking to my neighbor and he'd already mentioned how they had this one tree that had been struck by lightning twice. And I'm like, that's, that's crazy. Like, that's just really weird for it to hit that tree two times, uh, two separate storms. But we were on the front porch watching the storm. And of course, it's one of those where we're like, guys, do not go outside. Do not stay above ground. We're like, well, we don't have a basement. What good do we have? We might as well go outside and watch the storm. And we're standing there and the thunder gets real loud. And we see a couple of really low lightning bolts, you know, in the field across the street. And we're like, we should probably go inside. And as we turned, light, we saw a bolt go down. And hit the fucking tree right next to our house um, in my neighbor's yard. And you just see a flash and, like, sparks shot everywhere. And the sky – I mean, everything lit up white, like you said. And this fucking tree is just smoldering. And we're just like, fuck, like, run right inside, <laughs> slam the door. <laughs> but, yeah, I can't – and people survive that shit. That's what's crazy, dude. People survive lightning strikes. A yeah. lot of people die. Dear God, people, please go inside. Don't risk it. It is not worth it. Um, but if people have survived lightning strikes before.
0: Hell, there's stories of a guy that was struck by lightning
1: like four times in his life and survived every single time. <laughs> right, yeah. I've heard that supposedly the, uh, the old urban legend is once you get hit once, you have a higher chance of getting hit a second time. Um, there was oh, also that bad. urban, yeah, there's that urban legend too when I went to school, uh, like middle school, that there was a couple having sex in a park and they got struck by lightning and it killed both of them and the condom, um, got fused and it fused the two together, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gross. So, well, let's lighten that mood Preston. hit me with your last question, buddy.
0: So I just got done watching, um, the Hellier documentary. Oh shit, you finished it. I finished it. Okay, and, we
1: just finished episode two,
0: and I've been I've been listening to a bunch of like uh, mysterious um, universe episodes that kind of tie into that that subject matter. Uh huh. And then just kind of randomly um, come across like articles online, <clears throat> and so y- y- one thing is you know like when we go ghost hunting, um, you know I use a spirit box. Uh-huh. And um that's kind of one of those things that a lot of people don't take that serious because you get so many random like words that your you know, people say that your brain just associates what you want to hear. Like you're just trying to make sense out of the the you know, the garble and then you're uh-huh. just like, Oh, it said Sally, so Sally must be in the house and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. And, um, so in one of the later episodes, they actually do use a a ghost box and I, I, you know, I won't go into any more detail on that, so I won't ruin that for you. But, um, one thing that, that I've, that I've noticed that like, even when I got done with this, this documentary or when I got done listening to all these stories, um, that uh, I, I don't feel like sometimes even like with Bigfoot or other like that phenomenon is directly tied to that creature. Like it's not necessarily associated with that creature. Uh-huh. And so I wanted to ask you what your thoughts on the trickster phenomenon is and like how much of that do you think is tied to just the trickster phenomenon?
1: Okay. So go into a little more detail for anybody who doesn't know. Kind of explain what a trickster is a little bit.
0: So there's this idea that there are like these elemental spirits um, Uh or like earthbound spirits that have never been human but have always been around on our earthly plane. And that from time to time we will come into contact with them and they will give us basically information and kind of lead you on a ghost chase. So let's say like you have an Ouija board or you have a spirit box and you come across and it says, hi, my name is Sam. And then you're like, oh, my God, I got a voice of Sam. And so you start asking Sam's questions and like, Uh Sam, when did you die? He's like, I died in 1912. And then like some of the information's correct, but some of it's false. So then by the time that you're done dealing with whatever this is, like it's led you down this rabbit hole and 90% of it's just bullshit. Like just lied to you and strung you along. And um, so there there are things that pop up in that documentary that really feel like trickster phenomenon. Like maybe they set out to deal with uh, goblins, but they got something completely different. And it seems like people who encounter like Indrid Cole or uh-huh. um, people that live in the mountains, these weird like alien – you know, uh Agartha people that are supposed to live in inner earth. Like they all have this trickster element to them where they're just feeding you bullshit, like enough to get you interested in the phenomenon and enough to keep you interacting with it. But then at the same time, like it's
1: all shit. <laughs> yeah. And what's interesting too, if everybody wants to go on a little bit of a, a deeper dive on their own, Trickster spirits are really all over the fucking place like yeah. the Hopis, the Hindus, the Hawaiians, um the natives to New Zealand the Maori. Everybody kind of has their own trickster spirit which gives a little bit more um a little bit more uh, credibility maybe. Hell, even like Norse uh Norse mythology fuck, use your words, <laughs> Norse mythology uh and Marvel Comics Loki himself was a trickster. Yeah. Um, just thriving on chaos. So, so your question then again would be like, like, what now? Do I what do I think about the potential of that being the case here?
0: Yeah, and, and, and basically just let's say like a solid seventy five percent of the paranormal phenomenon out there. Like, oh, okay, do you think that it's mostly just like trickster related, or because I've gotten some weird EVPs that, uh-huh. like, I mean it's 100%. it's an EVP there like something contacted me but i can't guarantee you that that was the actual, you know, spirit of, you know, sam whatever like sometimes I okay, think like yeah, yeah. it's just some random like trickster phenomenon like, well, maybe this douchebag will come back next week and right. fuck with it some more.
1: you know, that's that's a good question because well, let me answer it first. i th- i think a a fair bit of what we experience quote paranormal uh paranormal could very well be that um, because if I look back at like when I lived in that apartment in El Dorado and the couple below us was using that Ouija board and the weird shit in our apartment really didn't start happening fully until after they were using that Ouija board the, that trickster spirit I think it's it's hard to describe it if, if you've ever watched that Death Note anime or the Death Note movie the beginning of Death Note, the anime, starts off with, like, this um parallel universe or alternate dimension where there's just a ton of, like, demons just, like, rolling around this wasteland. And they're waiting, essentially, to be summoned to Earth. And so the one gets summoned to Earth, who is, like, the main demon for that. And it made me think about, like, maybe there is a realm, you know, an alternate realm or alternate dimension where these things live. And they just thrive on chaos. And they're bored. They've got nothing to do. And so, when you use a Ouija board, let's just say, or maybe a pentagram, or you are you Bloody Mary into a, a mirror, there, I think there could be a decent chance that a lot of that kind of stuff could be this this trickster spirit, this elemental, and they they show themselves in the form that you want to see. And once you unleash them, kind of like Slimer, when you know Slimer escapes. Maybe that's what they do. They just look in you and see the thing that you want to see. And they disguise themselves as that to lead you down a rabbit hole just to let you, you know, let you down in the very end. Because in that apartment, like Jess, the girl that lived below us. She was always like, Oh my God, the weirdest shit's going on. You know, the, the, the Ouija board moved on its own. The planchette moved. Your lights are flickering, all that kind of shit. So let's just say that that was the, that was the bridge between the two realms. And that thing was then able to manifest itself. Garrett didn't see the same things that Jess saw, you know, in, during that time. And a lot of that's on your mind. You know, if, if you're invested in that and you want to see a planchette mm-hmm. move, your body can move the planchette or, you know, you can see things that you want to see because you want to be scared. But a lot of weird shit happened in my house to where it's almost like, are there multiple spirits in this apartment? You know, like chairs are moving on their own. Candlesticks are getting broken. I saw a man wearing like a three-piece suit from like the 40s walking through my hallway um, wearing like a, a, a bowler hat. But then you had weirder shit too. Like I could smell cigar smoke. But it would only happened from like 10 o'clock to like 1030 at night. Just really weird shit. But then I also heard disembodied voices a couple times. That could have been, you know, a menagerie of spirits or it could have just been one single thing, just fucking with people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. That's it's a good question. I think I think that there's a decent chance that could be the case. Yeah. Because if you want to go farther into it, think about um, tulpas and, and thought forms and shit like that. If you think about something hard enough and you really, really will that into existence, you know, they always say where there's a will, there's a way. Um, Or you talk about synchronicities and shit like that. A lot of people say that the harder you look into something and this and this weird uh, paranormal shit, then it starts looking back at you. And maybe there's a case of us wanting to see a ghost so bad. That then feeds these trickster elements and lets them know what you want. And it gives them a purpose, perhaps. Yeah. You know, and it gives them a chance to just fucking move that uh, that candlestick or or slam that cupboard door shut or whatever. So, I don't know. It's a, it's a deep thing. We should get into trickster spirits a little bit more. Yeah.
0: I was thinking, like, you know, another really good example. That's, like, Sally
1: House here in Atchison and here in Kansas. Yeah. That's the think, one that um, Leslie and John have been to a couple of times and told us yeah. about. Yeah.
0: And, uh, you, you know, the thing with that is, you know, they saw this the spirit of this little girl, Sally, who interacted with them and like would do weird things like, you know, rearrange the teddy bears in a circle in the middle of the room uh-huh. and uh-huh. things like that. But then at the end of the day, there's no historical figure to back up Sally being there. Mm-hmm. Like yes, there was a girl that at some point may have died in the house, but, you know, her name wasn't Sally. Like there was a little girl in the town named Sally that died, but like, you know, like on on the other side of town, so like nothing to tie to that house. But, you know, the wife had always uh, had said later on down the road, like she'd always wanted to see a ghost. She always had like this fascination with the paranormal. And so, you know, the husband got the front into the force like ended up being like a harpy that like scratches his back so while the husband got one side of it who fed into his fear it seemed like the wife got the other side where it fed into her desire to have this ghost friend or this you know this interaction
1: with this ghostly apparition oh yeah that's kind of like the uh oh what's it called in harry potter it's that uh that one creature that manifests as what scares you specifically and people are probably screaming in their car uh, stereos and their iPhones right now it's called a blah 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 bogart is that what it's called a bogart yeah something like that but yeah yeah it only it only appears as the thing that scares you specifically yeah huh. and something else cool about that whole trickster spirit thing is they're also known for playing actual pranks on people like hiding shit that, you know, like people who've had wedding rings that have disappeared off their nightstand and ended up in the lampshade or in the actual like uh, ceiling fan um, globe that goes around a light bulb, that kind of shit. So that might be something cool to dive into a little deeper sometime and talk yeah. about more cases like that. But yeah, I think that's that's a very that's a very real possibility, man. Hell, maybe maybe there's nothing in this universe paranormal except for one elemental spirit that just manifests itself as whatever you want it to be. Yeah. But you know, you you said something earlier about Sally House and and people saying like there's no explanation for a, a Sally ghost. And it always makes me think places like that, that's an attraction that wants to bring you in because of your morbid fascination with ghosts or mm-hmm. you know, the afterlife or whatever. I wonder if what am I trying to say here? If we are, well, no, hang on. Shit. Where did it go? I had a really great thought there for a second. (laughs) Oh, never mind, It's gone now. Hang on.
0: When you find that thought, I have one more thing to add.
1: Yeah. I don't know where I went. So cool. All right. Well, go ahead.
0: So you, you talk about how like, uh, you know Native Americans the Norse people like everybody has like this this folklore of a trickster spirit and so uh-huh. Native American folklore it's the fox so the, the fox is considered the trickster you know yeah. element to it so they always associate uh, the trickster with the fox or the coyote if you're southwest or whatever yeah but yeah you had a reoccurring dream one time of a
1: fox oh wait what <laughs> yeah. oh wow I didn't even think about that. Yeah, 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 you're right. I, I used to have that recurring dream of a, a fox that was trying to teach me how to fly. Yeah. Holy shit, interesting. <laughs> huh. Well, and there was some old story years and years and years ago that I read in grade school or middle school. And there was a trickster by the name of Reinhart or Reinhart, and he was a uh, – or Reinart something like that. He was a fox, too, now that I think about it. Uh, And I I don't remember what it looks like. I want to say it was like Don Quixote with like a (laughs) – but he was a fox. So he had kind of like that uh, conquistador style uh, garb on. But I remember what I was going to say. I – on a kind of a related sidebar, places like Sally House, I like when investigations for haunted places do not give you a pretense of what has happened in the past. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, because you go to places potentially like – I'm not I'm not going to call Sally House out. I'm just going to use them as an example. If you use a place like that – or I mean, sorry. If you go to a place like that and they tell you, we've seen the ghost of a little girl in this room or you can hear a baby crying in this room, you're filling that person's head with that notion. And I wonder how much of that, A, could play into a trickster of like, okay, well, it's time for me to bang the chains around and cry like a baby. And how much of that pollutes the individual's um, perception and then dilutes other things that happen to that individual? Because a lot of times, you know, these these really good ghost adventure type deals are the ones where somebody goes in and they don't have any idea of what's happened. And then you get similar stories. You get three or four people who go in there at different times and they all see the Civil War soldier, you know, taking a dump in the – (laughs) <laughs> bathroom or you know the little girl making a glass of water or some shit but that's what, what always bums me out about places like that is yeah room 405 is notorious for having a little girl tug on your sheets and you know play with your luggage because that, that's what you're looking for so meanwhile like the actual spirits over here like smashing the picture frames on the wall and you're waiting for this little girl to steal your wedding ring and that kind of shit yeah, yeah. well bud you got anything else to add or is that a pretty good place to call it I mean, I think this is a pretty good place to call it. <laughs> we made something out of nothing. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. That's like, this is almost a solid hour. Well, yeah. Um, guys, we have a really fun show coming up. I think what we're going to try to do, we've got two really good shows I'm looking forward to coming up. I don't know which order you're going to get them in. One of them will be Steven joining us again. And we're going to be talking about a really cool case that was submitted to us from um, a gentleman by the name of Andrew and the events that happened to him and his family. Um over over in the U.K. in this house that they lived in that had some really interesting activity happening. And then we've also got – I'm not going to spoil much about it. I'm just going to say we are going to do a very special episode about Hellier. So if you guys want to watch that documentary, you can. It's a fantastic documentary. You can watch it on Hellier. That's H-E-L-L-I-E-R dot TV. You can watch all five parts for free on there if you want. And it is from, let me see if I can find it here. Hang on. I've got the information. Where's our photos at? It is from a gentleman by the name of Carl Pfeiffer. He's a filmmaker, photographer, and uh, overall connoisseur of the strange and unusual. And he also teams up with Planet Weird. And it's just a really fun show. I've watched uh, the first two episodes. And Presto, you said you finished it. Um, I yep. think Stephen, I hope is getting into that as well, but, um, we'll be covering that, that documentary series. And of course, again, we'll kind of reiterate the old Kelly Hopkinsville, uh, siege or invasion as well, but two really fun shows coming up. I'm, I'm imagining you will probably get to hear the Hell Year show first. And then the follow up after that will be the, uh, the curious case from Andrew. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I got some good stuff coming. Thank you guys for joining us on this episode. We wanted to at least put something together, and uh, that was fun. Those are some good questions. Uh, yeah. Glad we got to share those. So,
0: Well, what do you want to plug, buddy? Well, need a beard, want a beard, want a kick-ass trickster beard, check out <laughs> com, and Sean's going
1: to hit you with the promo code. Use our very special promo code P-X-L-P-A-R-A for 20% off your entire order. And if you guys, if you find yourself in the Omaha area or you want to jump on a road trip and come check out a pretty cool little gathering and a little uh, little uh beard mustache action, or maybe a lot of beard mustache action, come out to Omaha and check out the Rock Your Beard Off Beard Mustache Competition. Again, it's going to be April 13th. That's a Saturday. I believe right now as it stands, it's going to be from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m., And I think there's going to be all sorts of really awesome stuff there. Um, I think there's going to be vendors and God knows what else. It's going to be a good time. So, yeah, come out there and join us. Um, More information on that to come. But, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to that a lot. And uh, Mm -hmm. check check out Fear and Fame from Colorado. Check out Mark's solo show, Pixelated Sausage. Preston, what's my favorite race car podcast? Sports cars unleashed. Boom shakalaka. And uh I think I think that's about it. If you guys are in the uh in the mood for a really great obstacle course, uh yeah, obstacle course race and OCR, check out KC Zip and the Timber Challenges out in Bonner Springs, Kansas. Check them out, look them up. You will not regret it. There are a, a lot of fun races coming up with some folks that uh, the people that put on those races are some of the best in the business. They truly care about what they're doing. They have their heart and soul put into this. And they just do some really, really badass races. So check that out, too. And
0: Yeah. And uh, that's um, – oh, shit, now I can't think of what it's, what it's called on Netflix with uh, the Hannibal Lecter guy. Um, oh, um, yeah,
1: the with with Mads Mickelson.
0: yeah, Mads Mikkelsen. Is it called Polar? Is that what it's called? Polar. Oh my God, that is a mind fuck right there. Hmm. You just go watch it. Haven't watched it yet,
1: but I've got a hard man crush on Mads Mikkelsen. So oh, um, there's it's, just it's great. There's too much good shit out to watch on TV because of course um, Hellier you can watch. I think I said on YouTube for free as well. All five chapters on YouTube or Hellier um, the Ted Bundy tapes just dropped on Netflix, which is kind of a shorter docu-series on Ted Bundy and some um, never before released information, including a lot of um, audio tapes of him telling his side of what he did and what happened. Um, there's also a, I think like a biopic coming out with Zac Efron playing Ted Bundy. And I think it's a uh, Sundance right now. I think we're going to get a wide release on that. Um, Project Blue Book on History Channel is just a shit ton of fun. I can't wait. to Every week That's what I look forward to watching because it's right up my alley. It's funny. I was talking to Shayla, and I said, you know, in high school, I didn't really – history wasn't my thing. I didn't really care about history because I was just a punk high school kid. But Mm -hmm. looking back, like we're watching Project Blue Book, and I know so much more about history now that I've been studying it, looking for paranormal cases – than I did in high school when I was learning about like atomic bombs and president Nixon and the civil war and all that shit. So, Oh, it's great. We were watching it and Shayla, uh, there's a scene and I won't ruin anything for you, but there's a scene where there are some people who may or may not be spies. And she's like, oh, who are they? who are they working for? Are they working for the aliens? And I just kept chuckling. I'm like, no, they're working for the Russians. They're Ruskies. She's like, What? <laughs> I said, yeah, look at the timepiece we're in here. You know, like it's, it's atomic America. We're talking about atomic bombs. You know, people are building do-it-yourself bomb shelters. Um, you've got the Cold War. You've got the space race. We're trying to get to, you know, space before the Russians do. And you've got the Russians over here. And on top of all this, you have, you know, one of the highest influxes of UFO, um, reports all across the U.S. You have the Lubbock lights, the Flatwoods monster all these classic cases going on and I'm, I'm just spouting off like history facts. I'm like, Oh shit, I've learned a lot (laughs) just by Mm -hmm. researching all these paranormal cases. But yeah, it's definitely a fun show. And um, if you guys haven't seen it yet, watch unbreakable watch split and then go out and check out glass because glass pretty fun little ride. Yeah. Sit (laughs) down and do
0: yourself a favor and watch season two of Punisher.
1: Yeah. I'm halfway through that too you finish it? Uh, I did. Okay, very nice. Yeah. We're watching too much shit at once, dude. I, I <laughs> rounded it off. I, I like to watch one thing and just finish that thing and then move on to another. I'm a completionist, and yeah, Shayla yeah. likes to have variety. So we're currently watching um, Project Blue Book. We're doing a little pimple popper every now and then, um, a little bit of botched, getting our trash TV in there. We're watching. She's just about done with The Office we're on Punisher season two. We're watching hell year. We just started the Bundy tapes and there's gotta be something else in there somewhere. We're watching like eight different shows at once. And it is just driving me absolutely fucking bonkers. I hear you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh shit. Well, we're about that hour mark, so We better jump off here. Uh, thank you so much for joining us guys. Hopefully you found this entertaining and next time um, you better join us. because We've got some good stuff coming up. Hell yeah! Peace. Awesome. Thanks so much, guys, and thanks again for all the love on Instagram. Getting closer to that 100 follower mark, so let's just push that baby over that limit, and then we'll have another goal after that. So thank you guys so much. Oh shit! Last thing, we got some <laughs> uh, we got some merch coming down the pipeline. Hopefully, uh, in the spring, we'll start having a little merch for sale too. So uh, yeah, get ready for t-shirts and other fun stuff. So, all right, with that, guys, thank you so much. We will catch you all next time.
0: The cast at Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com we'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.